mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Don't blame me. I am Megan. I am joined by my co-host, Melissa. Hello. I'm underselling you. Not only is she the co-host, she's the producer. She is, I am the one brain cell. She is the, I don't know how many we're supposed to have, but you are all the rest of them. (laughs) Is that like a thing? Because I know it's a joke that you're like my last two brain cells. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone ever like say somebody's one and then they're the rest. So maybe you should coin it. Can you quantify brain cells? Like, do we know how many we have? You know? I don't think I've ever, I'm sure at some point I've knew this answer, but I do not know this right right now. Oh, you are the only one who went to college, so. Biology. And biology. So you're slacking. There's not much I can bring to the table in this, so. A hundred billion <sighs> is on average. So you can, it's not an exact. Yeah, I definitely don't have a hundred billion. <laughs> Or I do, but they're just like inside out, really, to me. I was like, if they did that movie for me, half of my brain would just be like at like a rave or burning man. Like half of my brain cells are just like... But those are not things that you do. No, no, I know. But have you ever seen Inside Out? Yes, I've seen it. But they're all like parts of who yeah, she that is already true. is. So 
yours has to be part of who you already are. No, that's what I was going to say. So like half of my brain is just ADHD. So it or probably all of my brain. Like, so it doesn't work. I feel like they would be like walking around doing one thing and then walking away. Dropping it. it. <laughs> yep. And then there's like my Adderall comes in like once a day if I remember mm-hmm. to take it. It's like trying it to pick everything up. <laughs> every one of them. And fixes. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you ever seen Legally Blonde the musical? No, I've seen the actual Legally Blonde. So Legally Blonde the Musical, there's a song that Brooke Wyndham sings and it's like, I'm going to whip you. It's like whip into shape. Like I'm going to whip you into shape. And she's like, she does the whole song jump roping and like mm-hmm. doing like all of these kinds of tricks. And I feel like that would be. That seems like a app. lot to do for a musical. Oh, yes. And it's like a whole ensemble. It's not just, it's like everyone's doing that. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why singers practice belting on the treadmill. Yeah. Running on a treadmill while they're singing. But just the rope is the part that adds the extra. The coordination. Yeah. Because, like, people are going to mess up. Yeah. It's choreography. Like, yeah. they, like, cross it. It's impressive. I think it's on MTV. I remember the... The search. When they were searching. I watched that. But then I didn't get any further than that. Oh, so good. Maybe I'll watch it. I, I enjoy a musical. I enjoy a certain kind of musical. Yes, a certain, the fun kind, not like the depressing kind. I need a fabulous musical. I need a lot of dancing. Have you ever seen Dreamgirls? No, but I would love it. It's great. I bet. I need sequins. Mm -hmm. I need glamour. I need fabulous. Like, I need them to be like turning looks. If there's going to be a sad, like a sad song, it's one and that's it. I don't think I could ever handle watching Dear Evan Hansen. No, I, watched, I can't. And I won't. I have no desire no to desire go. No desire at all. <laughs> at all. None. When I was flying back here, the two people on my right side, like they were sitting in front of each other. And one of them was watching Pulp Fiction. And then the other was watching Grease. And I was like, these two sides of John Travolta. <laughs> Oh my god. That's but funny. I realized how much I've seen Grease because I could not hear what was going on, but I knew exactly what was happening and I was singing along in my head. Oh. Yeah, I, that's a good musical. Mm-hmm. I loved Book of Mormon. Very funny. I thought it was fine. Like it didn't blow my socks off, but it was fine. I've never seen Hamilton in unpopular opinion. I But you wanted to see it for a while. And then what happened? It came out like on (laughs) Disney Plus and you're like, I'm done. (laughs) You were excited about it. And then when it actually came out, you weren't into it. Here's the thing. I I think the title should have been a clue to what Hamilton was about. And I just knew everybody was like going to see it. And like, it was like really good. Um, And then I found out that it was like about history and they were rapping. And I was like, well, I like all the music. My problem with Hamilton is that if you've heard the soundtrack, there's no reason to see the actual thing because there's no words in the musical. It's only singing. Oh, so it's like old school, like opera style. Yeah. When I watched it, I was like, so why am I here? Because I already know all the songs. <laughs> I guess yeah. I've got visuals now. Okay. I could picture it. Yeah. I've seen yeah. enough clips of it that I know what everyone looks like. I also don't love male-dominated musicals. Give me a couple of men and their supporting roles in a duet. Mm-hmm. But like my favorite musicals are Legally Blonde, mm-hmm. Wicked. <laughs> I prefer a powerhouse female and mostly women like main characters leading it also because like half the time I'm like listening to or watching a musical I just want to like then download it so I can like sing the songs in the car and if like they're too low and like they're just not fun those are mine because I definitely don't listen to Book of Mormon I like at all no that's not one I just listen to I can do most of Hamilton because it's rapping so you don't have to worry about the singing except for the Mm. women do sing a lot more I've always, you know, one that like I like kind of want to see, but just because I love one song from it, but like it, I think it would be too sad is Waitress. It's good music though, because it's Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. Well, anyway, as people might, if they're new here, they might think that this is a podcast devoted to musicals. 
kill me. <laughs> Hell no. No, this is an advice podcast where don't blame me. You call in, you leave us voicemails and we give you life-changing, wonderful, amazing, never been done before. Throw up, spit it out, put it put in, it in a blender. blender. <laughs> advice so if you want to call in to leave us a voicemail uh, at 310-694-0976 there you go <laughs> my brain stopped <laughs> and if you're an international listener you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com we ask that you let us know your pronouns and anyone else's pronouns in the story make sure you include your age if it's about relationships how long you've been dating but the best thing to do is to practice because you only have three minutes. Otherwise, you'll get cut off. So write it down, time it, see if you have all of the information and then read it and record. And then you might get a diamond. I want to add this in there too. Write it down, but also have like a one sentence summary up top. Good call. Just so that we know the gist of the call at the beginning. So we know what important details to pay attention to. Yeah, like I'm calling about my relationship. I'm, and a lot of people aren't saying their ages anymore either. Make sure you tell us your age. Anything else that we like to tell them? Nah. Nah, Just know it. that we're people that care about the rights of women that are <laughs> pro-vaccine, that don't like the cops. We're actually technically pro-life. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so if that offends you, first of all, let me know how you got here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then see yourself out. Or stay mad. Yeah. You're allowed to stay mad. That was for you, Rachel. This is for Rachel. (laughs) So we don't have an update this episode again, because if you can't tell based on my voice, I am still dealing with lots of COVID brain fog and just sheer exhaustion. (laughs) It sounds like such a cunty thing when I'm like, listening is very hard. Holding a conversation is very hard. But updates, Mm -hmm. they really take it out of you. And you have to be very engaged. And I don't want anyone to think I'm a cunt. So we're not doing that today. You don't want any of our callers to think that you're a cunt. Yeah. I just wanted to specify. Just like in in life. Oh, no, I am a cunt. But I don't yeah. want anyone to think I'm like... Being one towards them when they're here for advice. Exactly. I asked Mots if he thought I was nice. And he said, when you want to be. And I was like... That's what I hear too. But I'm also like, to be fair, if we just switch it, it's like, am I mean when I want to be? True. Sometimes it's accidental, but most of the time, like, I just think that, like, we're all joking around and someone's like, did not get the joke. (sighs) Should we get into the first one? Let's do it. Hey, Megan and Melissa, get ready. I've got a petty one for you today. I'm in my first year of university and I live in a dorm and I'm on a meal plan. At my school, there are a lot of football players And a lot of them live in dorms, so I have to interact with them on the daily. I know some decent ones, but most of the freshman players on the football team are absolute mega douchebags. We have a mask mandate going on right now, mandated by the government, because cases have been getting a lot worse in my area. Uh, One football player in particular is a real idiot mega douchebag cunt. And whenever I see him in the dining hall, he's wearing his mask on his chin his mask isn't covering his nose so naturally he gets asked to put it back on or wear it properly by a staff member uh every time they politely ask him he cusses them out and says extremely rude things once i even heard him mutter a racial slur towards a staff member he's made students feel unsafe and i can imagine he's made the staff members feel 10 times more unsafe i have the most petty email written up to the head football coach making a complaint about his behavior but i was wondering if you think this is too petty or if i should go harder by sending it to the dean as well also i have i'm using a fake email but i think i should use my real one thanks for the advice wow you've come to the right people (laughs) you have i mean as soon as she said i'm gonna send to the football coach and i was like why waste your time go straight to the dean but i think the you need to do both Yeah, that makes sense. The football coach is probably going to see it before the dean does. Because the dean is over everybody. Football coaches focus on the football players. I feel like this is the same advice that I had for the gal who her guy friend was going to have a fake vaccination card. But then fast forward, he apparently got a real one. Allegedly. Yeah. So if possible, I would wear a shirt that had a pocket on the chesticle area i would place my phone in there while i'm video recording get video of him send it to the school paper send it to the local news station i would send it to 
anyone. Find out what college, because if he is an athlete, it tells what his major is. Find out who uh, is over his college that he's in. Send it to them. Send it to the football coach. Send it to the the, uh, chancellor. I'd send it to everyone. Send it to the alumni. Send it to everybody. Yeah, the alumni association send it to them too. Send it to the booster club that's funding the football team. That's what I was thinking of. This is not like an honest mistake. This is like an intentional thing that he keeps doing. And then also adding in racism. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to assume if this is how he is here, this will not be the first time that he's done anything like this. He's probably gotten special treatment because he's an athlete. Yeah. But I think if you are comfortable sharing it from your email address, like if you've got video, like I've suggested, you don't need to send it from your school email address. Yeah. I like when people know that it was me behind something. But the only thing I would say is if you want to follow up and like you're not getting a response and you want to then follow up in person with like someone higher up at your school, less hoops to jump through if it's just like your name from the beginning. Honestly, I would send it to the school paper because they're going to take care of it. If you have a news team at the school too, I'd send it to them. Yeah, he's literally being racist, not wearing like government, even though he's supposed to by the government, not wearing his mask properly. He's a jackass. Like paper will expose him. They'll do their own research too. Mm -hmm. So go harder. Yeah. Do more. Ugh, it's not hard. And this to me is like when people like comment on like, well, you know, everyone has different things. I go, no, no, no. These are the kinds of people who are completely incapable of pulling their mask up. Oh, it is because he is a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like this is not this whole like, well, we all have differing belief systems. Like it doesn't make like some people blah, blah, blah. Like, no, no, no. These are the kinds of people. These are their character qualities. These are this is who they are. And it's fucked. Get that video, Gail. All right, next call. Next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling in for advice about a situation surrounding my boyfriend. I'm 21 and go by she, her pronouns. He is 22 and goes by he, him pronouns. And the third party is around our age and goes by she, her pronouns. So we've been dating for about half a year-ish. It's been going super well. I love him a lot. He's a really great guy. Uh, We're both really happy. The communication is great. It's a super healthy relationship overall. It's just really good. A little while ago, he told me that a year ago, a close female friend of his told him that she had feelings for him and asked if he felt the same way. He told her that he had thought about it in the past, but no, it would be best if they just stayed friends. Fast forward almost a year. He really didn't give it much more thought, thought that was it. It didn't come back up between them. And then right around the time that we went on our first date, because we talked for a long time without meeting because of the pandemic, she basically asked him, okay, so when are we getting together? To which he responded, we're not. I'm seeing someone. Why would you think that? So she had been under the impression that whole time that they were eventually going to get together, that he had feelings for her for some reason. And that was her understanding. He obviously did not have that understanding, thought that that was the last conversation, thought they had gotten over it. So they are both reading situations very differently. So since then, she's been quite bitter about the whole thing. For a while, I felt bad for her, not pity, but I could understand where she came from. I understand having feelings for someone who doesn't have feelings back and it sucks. And I, I got that and I understood and I felt for her. But since then, she's been kind of shit talking him to mutual friends, calling him an asshole and all of these things. And I just feel like that's really crossing a line. He didn't do anything. He just simply didn't feel the same way. And there's nothing that either of them can do to control their feelings. But it's cruel of her to be talking badly about him for no reason. So my question is really, what do I do in this situation? They've talked since and have sort of settled on being civil. And she's basically said that she's not in a place where she thinks she can meet me or be around me because it's going to be too hard for her which I understand I don't necessarily want to be around her either. But this puts me in a weird spot because they are like half friends. This girl is good friends with one of his roommates. So she's around still. And I just don't know where I fit into this or how I should act. I'm worried that I'm going to have to like hide from her essentially. So if you have any advice about what to do in this situation or how to tread through this, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. I love the podcast. Oh, and if you want to guess my zodiac sign, I, I'll put it in the email for you to guess. 
maybe a Libra. I don't know. I'm just spitballing because it's Libra season as we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like if I'm like very off base with this or whatever, but she wants to be mad at him and felt like she got let on. That's like her prerogative. Like you said, two people can go through the same situation and come out with very different things and like thought very different things. And so like, I don't necessarily think that like we can say that he didn't do anything like wrong because like, also you weren't there. Like maybe there was something that was said that made her feel that way. Or maybe there was absolutely nothing at all. Yeah. Maybe he said something like at one point I might've had feelings. I thought about it, but at this time I don't feel for you. And she's like, time's up now. Maybe he does. And so he might've not been specific about saying no. And she heard that as later. Well, to be fair, even the you retelling it of his saying that to, that was not a like a very clear no. It's like I thought about it before, which there's no reason to say that if you're not interested in someone to, to tell them like I thought about it at this point before. And like there's nothing wrong with saying that. But like I could understand that it felt like there was a door open. But also I feel like he was trying to be like nicely let her down and he just wasn't clear about that, you know? I, I don't think his intention was to hurt her at all. Or even to let her know that it could possibly happen in the future. She yeah. just took it the way that she took it. And I think in general, if you're not interested in someone telling people that like you thought about it at a point, but not like that's not the way to go. Just say like, I don't see you like that, like whatever. But like, it, I don't think I think it was a miscommunication on both of their ends. But she's allowed to dislike him. She's allowed to shit talk him. She's allowed to do all of that. The thing is, is none of this is your problem. Like if it's weird with like, because like she's friends with like his roommate or whatever, those aren't your people. Those are like his people and like him and her, they're not even friends. It's just like civil. She doesn't want to be around either of you. It sounds like, which is completely valid and fair, but like, I think you're kind of worrying about something that hasn't happened yet and like I don't know what what you want to happen because like she doesn't like like you valid she's hurt by the situation so what else is supposed to happen like is she supposed to leave that friend group but is it valid for her not liking her just because she's dating someone you can dislike someone for any reason all that it matters is like there's no like if you guys are all just civil I don't think that there's anything like wrong with that at all but like if she's gonna be mad she is like it's her prerogative to be upset but like you don't you're not responsible for like not making her upset or like changing that dynamic between you guys like if she's mad she can be mad she can be mad she can stay mad is it upsetting your boyfriend like is he angry about it if not then i don't because the question she had was like what should I do? Nothing. Like, let her exist over there. You exist over here. Your boyfriend's over here with you. She's going to be around. This is just like part of college. It's a small, you know, community as it is. Just she can exist. You can exist. Don't do anything about it. Like, if he doesn't say anything or do anything, then it's not your place to confront her. Yeah. And I, you said that like, you feel like you're going to have to be like dodging her or hiding from her. Like you didn't do anything. No. And I've been in situations where it's like my high school boyfriend and I broke up and like he started like seeing this new girl and I got fucked over essentially like with how I found out. Granted, my response was to have sex with her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> but like when, if there were parties or something like our friends, sure, is it like not the greatest thing ever? But it was like, if I got invited to a party and like she wanted to come, they would be like, heads up to both of you. She's going to be here. Are you cool? Are you cool? And then we, as the two individuals who were not cool with each other, that would be up to us to decide if we were going to see each other that night. Like if she said that she wants to be civil with your boyfriend, she's going to be civil with you. But I also don't think that like, you're going to like really see her because I don't think your boyfriend really wants to see her so if like you're at a party like but even if you did just ignore her and live your life well because like they're not trying to stay friends and so I'm like I don't foresee how he is going to act with her will be any different than how you will act with her mm -hmm. so like I think you're just annoyed with how she's talking shit and I think you're getting kind of protective 
people talk shit all the time. You just know it's happening. I promise this sounds bad, but like other people have talked shit behind your back and you have no idea. Like this is just a time that you know. And I understand that that can be really frustrating, but like it has nothing to do with either of you. And it doesn't sound like she's trying to create a mess. It sounds like she's also really trying to avoid. Oh, she is trying to create a mess, though. She's talking bad about him to all their friends, their mutual friends. Yeah, but I, I mean, in the sense that, like, I don't foresee her, like, coming up to you guys at a party and, like, trying. Like, I think that she will try and dodge you as much as you are going to be trying to dodge her. The reason why you know she's talking shit is because of the other friends. And I think just tell those friends, hey, we don't want to hear about her anymore. She's talking shit. Like at the same time, depending on how close of friends I was, like I wouldn't feel comfortable like being friends with someone who just like let someone else like talk mad shit about me in like the I mean, in like her room or friends with the roommate or whatever. But it's like if you're going to talk shit about me and then the other party's going to tell me. Either tell me and be like, she tried to talk shit. We're not friends anymore. That was really cross the line. I wanted you to know that. But versus like, yeah, she like talked my ear off for like hours about how much you suck. And I'm like, and you just, you're cool with being friends with someone who like talks like that about me. Like it just to me, if it bothers the roommate or whatever, and like he doesn't want to be friends with her anymore, that should be his choice. Or just like, don't tell us when he, she's talking shit about us. Like that's irrelevant yeah. to us. Yeah. I think my main thing is, it's not your problem. No. At all. It's your boyfriend's problem if he wants it to be a problem. If she's just over here bitter and talking shit, whatever. Yeah. If he has a problem with it, then he talks to her. If he doesn't, we know that she is not somebody that you want to hang out with. Yeah. And it sucks. And I think it like definitely sucks to like felt like betrayed and led on or whatever. But like there are two sides to every story and there's also the interpretation that each person has of that. And so like, she wants to be mad. She's allowed to be mad somewhere else. As long as she's not involving you guys directly, you don't have to address her or address it directly at all. Yeah. To a lot of these things, when people are like trying to like make you upset or whatever, being unfazed by all of it will also make you care less just by nature. Like even if you care now, the more you practice just ignoring it and not caring about it, eventually you're just not going to care about it or think about it. Yep. Okay, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 
310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah. I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's 
quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that I was like sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, we are back and we're going to get to the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 29-year-old female. I use she, her pronouns. And I'm calling about a guy I recently started seeing. He's 30 and he uses he, him pronouns. So I met this guy on Bumble about two months ago. We've hung out several times since then and we both have been really enjoying each other's company. I am excited about him because I recently stepped out of my whole phase and I'm now looking for my person. Can that be he, her, or him? This guy and I have a lot of interests in common. Like he's one of the only people in my life that would happily spend an entire afternoon just hiking in the woods with me. He works on home remodeling and tile work, which I think is so hot. Like, HGTV dream man's like, <laughs> he's a hard worker who's been working in that field since he was 19. He also owns his own home and hand makes pizzas and bread. He's just been amazing so far. But the reason I'm calling is he drives one of those big white work vans. And that's like what he uses for work. Obviously, it has a ton of equipment inside and stuff. But for one of our dates, we were going to this nice restaurant, and he insisted he would drive us. I didn't realize he only had the van, so I was surprised when that's when we rode to our date in. I feel really, really bad for saying it. I feel bad. Like, I really... <laughs> but I don't necessarily want to roll up to a nice bar or a jazz club in his work van. I am very proud of what he's accomplished in his life so far. And he says that having the van is just what makes the most sense to him. Since he previously had a separate car, but never really drove it, so he sold it. I don't want him to go out and buy a car or anything, but I'm seriously wondering, is this something I keep to myself, like literally, like never bring it up to him and maybe just offer to drive us on dates? Or am I a bad person for being slightly embarrassed to ride around in his work van? I don't know. Please help. You keep it to yourself. You can't, but this is one of those things. This is one of those feelings that you have that you recognize. I'm not being kind. I'm not being nice. And I am being, I'm worrying about other people's opinions. And I'm kind of being a little, um, a little classist, like working class kind of thing. And like, everybody feels those at some point. We all have like implicit biases, but also just based on how our society is. This is one of those things that I would just not say to him. Let's say you start like way down the road or whatever, and you feel more comfortable just being like, oh, I'll drive. This is something that I would tell my friends. I would call it weird mood. I would just be like, just gave me like a little like weird kind of vibe because I wouldn't have been used to it and like wouldn't be what I was expecting. Ideally, I think like if you switch the idea of it, my immediate like negative connotation would be like, oh, this feels weird because it feels like he's like unaware that this is a little odd. But on the flip side, it could be very hot that he literally does not give a shit about what anyone else thinks. But my only other thing is, is it a little bit reckless in the sense that like he has a lot of equipment in there that like that's where I was going to go. He shouldn't be because I have a friend, one of my friends in high school, her parent, her mom owned a landscape company. She didn't own her own car, but so if she was like going to borrow her mom's car or use her car, like she had to spend like unload a lot of shit in order to like 
drive it and like leave it at the school because like it's just not safe to keep a lot of equipment in the car especially if you're passing that off so maybe he's just like a little unaware of that yeah but also if he wasn't i'm guessing if he's being safe and stuff if he sold it in the last couple years he wasn't going anywhere because of like the pandemic he was just going to work he was like i don't need a second car so it was a waste of money Mm -hmm. so i would i understand where you're coming from i know it's a little superficial but i do understand where you're coming from i would just say i would keep my actual thoughts to myself until you know later down the line but i would say so we don't have to drive your work car around because it has equipment and things in it let's just take my car you know and it's like heteronormative anyway for him to be driving on all the dates as it is so you know break those type of cycles and just offer to drive when you go on dates because you don't want him driving his equipment around yeah but i think also if you guys continue to date i think you will by nature of it you'll care less Mm -hmm. i said "Mm -hmm," but i don't think so early on in dating i'm also seeing how other people respond to like the person i'm seeing like how like how they treat waiters how like waitresses respond to them like how just how he interacts the world and how the world interacts with him to like make sure that like I don't have rose colored glasses on and it like kind of aligns and all of that. And so early stages of dating, you are hyper aware of like how other people are viewing the person that you are with because you don't really know them that well. And I think that the more you get to know him, I think like if his reasoning behind driving his work van is like that, oh, I just like don't really care what anyone else thinks. Like I, that to me is like hot as shit. But if he's just like, oh, well, I don't really have another car. Like yeah, it's dirty and gross. And like, I think it's great if we take your car. I'd totally rather do that. I think like there is a reasoning kind of behind it. I don't think this is like a deal breaker kind of like person, like thing that's going to like uncover itself like down the road for anything like that. I think it's either based on convenience that he's doing it. And like you said, like the heteronormative, like, oh, I want to pick you up and like do all of that kind of stuff. And like, he doesn't want to ask you to drive. When, when Mots and I went on our first date, his car was in the shop and he didn't want to tell me that or like ask me to drive on our first date. So he borrowed one of his friend's cars. And like, I didn't know that till way later because he was like embarrassed, like embarrassed to like tell me and like whatever. I would not be proud of myself for feeling this way, but I would feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And, but I think now that I'm in a long-term relationship, if Mott's had like a work van that we were taking somewhere, like if there's something like that now and like, I just, I wouldn't care. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm very, I wouldn't really give a shit, but I also would feel comfortable saying like, let's just take my car, blah, 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 whatever. But it's early on. So you can't necessarily have those really candid conversations. So I think you just propose, like you said, I think it's a good call. It's always, we don't have to take your work van. Mm-hmm. You can take mine. It's one of those things that like we all we all do. And then you go, mm, I don't love I don't love that I'm actively doing this. You know, I like cars, so I, I get where she's coming from. To be fair, I think like I would so much rather this than a guy who picks me up in his car is like completely trashed and like just like so dirty. And I'm having to like maneuver through like your car can be messy. Just like put it either in the back seat or like in the trunk. But like. If I'm, if you're like cool with, or my first impression of you is like me climbing over garbage in your car, like, I feel like you don't like me that much. Yeah. You don't like me that much. You don't care if we're playing on hooking up later, your house is probably dirty. Like there's just a lot of impressions that come Mm -hmm. from that. Probably balls smell like macaroni and cheese. Expired. Macaroni and cheese powder from 2018. Does it expire? No, you're right. That sounds like a Y2K food. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Dear Megan and Melissa, I've been listening to the podcast for over two years now, and I never really felt like I needed to make a call to you guys until now. Something is telling me you might be able to help me. So here I go. About three months ago, I got tired of being lonely and decided to join a dating app, and I actually met someone. It was supposed to be a one-time thing, if you know what I mean. But after meeting them, I actually kind of fell in love with them, and we started dating. We went on many dates, and I genuinely hadn't been that happy in a very long time, and my friends noticed that, too. I felt so comfortable around him that I dropped everyone else's opinion, except my close friends, of course, and came out to the world. Shortly after we had been dating for about three weeks, I started going to his place for dinner slash staying the night, and we grew closer. About two months in, he told me that he loved me, and I felt the same way, so I said it back. 
However, I was so swooned and excited not to be lonely and single anymore that I was ignoring the red flags. Not the kind where you feel like they are cheating on you, but the kind where they are putting in bare minimum effort and you are doing the most. The thing that I noticed first is that he was terrible at communicating, and it gave uh, I'm going to give you an example. Before I changed jobs, I worked later shifts, and he worked early in the morning. So we would sometimes plan to get breakfast together before we had to go in. One morning, he ended up not having to work and decided to sleep in without telling me. And I went all the way to the restaurant, expecting him to be there at about 6 a.m., I might add, and he never showed. In fact, even when he did wake up, he didn't text me until later that afternoon. This happened two times, and I told him that this is something that I let slide at first, but after telling him many times, I finally sat down with him one night and told him, if these things don't get better, it's just not going to work. Another thing that he likes to do is go to bars with his friends or even just talk to random strangers there without me. And I totally get wanting alone time, but there's other ways to do this. And he's never taken me once with him and refuses to let me drive him home after he's been drinking. As a person with severe anxiety, that doesn't make me feel great at all. One last example is that I came to his house for dinner and he called me and told me he was coming home right after work. I got to his house for dinner at seven with his parents and he called me at nine telling me he was on his way home. His parents went to bed, and I then proceeded to sit in his kitchen for three hours, trying to get him to pick up the phone, wondering if he's even alive. I then find out that he was at the bar and didn't even let me know. In my book, these are the things that I want in a relationship. Communication, consideration, and compromise. If someone is communicating to you that something is bothering them, it would be considered to them to think of your feelings and go to the bar when we can both go. You know, I'm only 20, I'm not 21, but there are bars that we could both go to where he could drink and I could just have food, whatever. I was about to break up with him, but then I had a conversation with his mom, and she told me that he was on the autism spectrum, which in no way changed how I feel about him. But I feel like maybe that was the reason he was bad at communicating. I know that not everyone is affected by this the same way, but many of my autistic friends are also not the best at communicating. He also told me that worrying about him the way that I do makes him feel trapped, and I don't want to be putting him through mentally pain like that. I will say my first instinct at the beginning of this call was... I can kind of be like this. And I did wonder if he was, um, I thought maybe ADHD or neurodivergent straight to the autism part. Has he told you this? Have you had a conversation with him about that or like just his mom? And like, did you then have a conversation with him after and was like, Hey, your mom told me that like, I mean, to me, it really does not feel like her place to tell mm-hmm. him that at all. And like, that is a red flag that like, not that he didn't tell you it's whenever he wants to open up about that, but that his mom chose to do that for him. I don't like, I can't speak on this in regards to autism because I am not autistic, but if I speak on it in regards of ADHD and it's, they're, they're very different things. And so this might not be applicable, but for me, I understand a lot of people like don't feel comfortable opening up about they're, if they're neurodivergent or any like mental health stuff or just anything, like you don't have to like disclose any of that kind of stuff. But for me, there are some things that like, no matter how hard I work at them, I'm not going to kind of measure up to other people for that. And like, I like to let people know ahead of time, which I will be like, if I'm on a, a different podcast or even on sets, I'm like, feel free to tell me if I'm talking way too fast. Like I have ADHD, my brain works really fast. Also tell me if I skip over a word, sometimes I can do that. And like, I will kind of give people a precursor to this for being like, hey, I'm letting you know that I have this and that can be this, this, and this. I want you to feel comfortable telling me and I want you to tell me if I'm doing this so I can like work on that because there's only so much I can do. But what can really help me is like having someone, like just letting someone know that they can like, let me know if I'm doing one of these things that I'm aware that I do, but I'm not necessarily aware in the moment. Like I'm not consciously Mm -hmm. choosing to do that. If I were him, I would have like, I think that you would have felt very differently for certain parts of this. If like an earlier on conversation was just like, Hey, as a heads up, I'm not great at communicating. And even if it wasn't specifically saying like, I'm autistic, but it's like, Hey, I'm neurodivergent. I have some trouble with communicating. Here's the best way that this works for me. What's the best way it works for you? So like we can be on the same page. I don't think, and again, I don't want to speak on this. To me, this just says like sketchy and mean. I feel like he's hiding something. And without the factoring in autism, like it feels like, love bombing and like Mm -hmm. rushing into a relationship, lots of love bombing. 
And then the rose-colored glasses are off and this is who he is. And like, this is like not even just bad communication. Like this is sketchy behavior. Right. And even when he said that you seem controlling when you're caring about him, if that's okay. So he communicated that to you. Why didn't he communicate the other thing? So then you would have known, or even now, like now that this has been communicated to you, have things changed? Because now you know there's not anything that's being kept away. Has he made any steps to make the communications, the communication better? Well, and it's also odd because like, not only is that really like, I would say that's like very nuanced. That's like, some communication like that's that's great communication a lot mm-hmm. of people won't be able to like say that like immediately like in relationships at all but also like two months in he said i love you first that's right. also like communication like to me this doesn't feel like a communication issue to me this feels like sketchy and disrespectful and i'm hiding something he goes to bars and doesn't go to ones that like he knew that going into this that you were younger so you couldn't go to bars so like why won't he go to bars that you can go to too i will also say that like it can be really hard to recognize love bombing but like if we look at the timeline of this three months ago you joined a dating app three weeks you started having sleepovers and like really started getting incredibly close but like basically after your first date you started dating yeah after The caller went into it as this is just somebody that they wanted to hook up with. But if you think about it, it's only been three months and Mm -hmm. then month two, I love you. And by month three, there are all of these kinds of issues. The dual rose colored glasses should still be on at this point. Like this is still like, I'm not farting in front of you. Like we're like honeymoon phase. You want to spend all your time with like this person. Like the fact that it's gone into like a, oh, I'm leaving you at my parents' house and I'm not going to show up and I'm going to do all of this kind of stuff. Like, That is not three month in best foot forward behavior. And he did the best foot forward behavior first. He got you and then he dropped the act. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like, there's that shift that like does not seem to like line up with this being how he always it. You know what I mean? Like you're upset and you're kind of surprised and shocked by this behavior and the fact that it keeps happening. And that's because you didn't sign up for this at the beginning because he didn't do that. And it wasn't that he didn't have the opportunities to do that. He just chose not to. Yeah. So this just, it feels very, very sketchy. And especially what you brought back up was the, your constant like worrying about me feels really controlling. I'm like, this is somebody who wants to make you think that you are driving them into the arms of somebody else. Like this Mm -hmm. is someone who's like, you are controlling versus your care. No. Mm. I mean, my toxic advice, get one of your friends, put on some disguises, follow him in your car, hide out, see him going to a bar. If he was a friend you don't know, maybe have that friend go into the bar, suss out the situation from there. Um, but that's because I'm dramatic and I would want to catch him doing something. My non-toxic advice is to... Be straightforward with how you feel about him making plans without you and how him not communicating. You understand that he is autistic, but there's a way for you guys to communicate without you having to worry so much. Yeah, there's some type of communication that can happen. There's some type of planning to go places that you both can go to. There's some type of not abandoning you at his parents' house. I just want to know what time you are spending with him now. Because this really does seem like that love bombing. You're spending all your time together and this kind of thing now. But it's like, are you seeing him? Like, what do you guys do when you see him? What is your quality time with him? Do you have those dates you go on? Like, not to put these like sketchy things in your head, but like, is there a certain area of town you only go in when you're on dates? There's certain days of the, like, does it feel like you are being scheduled on a shift, like somebody else might have another shift, you know? Mm-hmm. It sounds bad, but like, it's just such classic, classic love bombing. He behaved in a way that got you guys together, that had you fall so fast. 
And then he ripped the rug out from underneath you and told you that you're controlling. It's like he sold you on an idea of this relationship in him. And now he's showing you his true colors and being upset with you for feeling like betrayed or feeling like bamboo, like bamboozled hoodwinked like yeah and there's nothing wrong with like wanting to have your friends and doing all of that kind of stuff but like there is like boundaries and that kind of there's a middle point yeah i don't know i think this is really sketchy i also think in general things that move really really fast like this you got to pump the brakes and i think just by the way you're saying it i think you're kind of recognizing that because the way you led the whole timeline was kind of on his accord and then you were catching up and you were like he said I love you and like then I like you weren't the one when those relationships that are like people were like well my I knew immediately and I go that's because both of you no one was doing everything one Mm -hmm. person would do something the other person like you're meeting each other there but if one party is like driving forward that and you feel that as well but you're not like comfortable necessarily saying it or whatever if someone is so so quick and comfortable to like lay it all out there immediately hard on their sleeve and all of that without knowing that you feel the exact same way. I don't want you to be that reckless with your heart because that makes me feel like you'll be really reckless with mine. Right. But if there are anyone who feels comfortable, who wants to hop in with a don't blame them, who is autistic and can talk about like dating because we can't speak on that part at all. Obviously, everyone's experiences are different. But if we're missing something crucial here, Mm -hmm. please let us know. Speaking of don't blame them. (gasps) <gasps> what a good segue. Segue. <laughs> segue. This is Don't Play Them. This is where a caller will call in with their own advice from a previous episode. So, I mean, just like I said for the last one, but maybe they have personal experience, maybe something that we missed, or maybe they just have their own opinions that they want to share. Hi there. I was just listening to the podcast uh, about the sororities, and I am um, I have graduated a couple years ago, but I was in a sorority while I was in college. And the person that I am now would probably never have joined a sorority. <clears throat> I just wanted to offer my perspective. I joined a sorority because I wanted a community, and I and I wanted best friends. Like I had never really had that in high school, and I was looking for that in college, and I found that in a sorority. And I live with my sorority sisters to this day. So I wouldn't necessarily go back and change it. But the longer I was in that sorority, the more I found that me and my friends, who I love so much, our values were not aligned with that of the sorority. We had similar values ourselves, but when it came to the sorority values and what they cared about was not the same. And that really tears you down after a while. And I just kind of look back now and I'm like, I could have joined clubs. I could have joined many other things to develop friends and have a larger social scene. So I just want to offer that perspective. Thank you. Absolutely. Great call. There's a lot of people who walk away from a sorority with like four or five really great friends and like you fucking hate the rest of them. And that is still a win. But yeah, I wish more social options were like clubs feel so they didn't feel like the same level of commitment friendship wise as like Greek life. They felt a little bit more passive and like a little less involved. I think most of them feel like that because you aren't paying financially to be for sororities. You pay to be involved. That's true. You make a different type of commitment. You say vows. Yeah, no, I because I pledge. There was one club that like it's the same. Like they like it was like a surf club. They all hung out like constantly. Like it was like the same group of people and all of that. And I was like, this is kind of like a fraternity or sorority co-ed kind of thing like they were like kind of like high school cliques where it's like people had their like thing in that social group i mean i was in the student government and they were so clicky it was a different level of clicky and then everybody was bitchy towards each other Oof! this one guy that lived in my dorm he and i were friends i would say freshman year but then he's like this was before i was like you know looking at people's values as a whole, very, he's very conservative, very, I gave a speech for him to run for something that was a nonpartisan thing. And he got mad because I didn't get my like sorority sisters to vote for him. (laughs) And I was like, how do you even know? Because the votes were, they're not public votes. So you're just making assumptions. Yikes. I feel like it depends on the sorority because, you know, Panhellenic, it's going to be more you join who picks you. Mm-hmm. And 
in PHC, you go to where your values are. So you don't discover that three years in and look yeah. around. You you know, know it beforehand and that's what you go for. Yeah. I think if Panhellenic sororities want to make any sort of progress and headway, that should be that should be the case too. Mm-hmm. Because it, it benefits everybody. Like the right. way that some girls who were treated in my sorority that like other people like were like, oh, we're slip-ins. They don't like them. Everybody was miserable. Mm-hmm. Nobody liked that. And it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't help anyone. Well, that is it for our episode. If you want to leave a review, get ahead of Rachel leaving her negative review. Should we, we read one positive one? Oh yeah, yeah. Spilling the tea from Mrs. Nope. No K, so it's not Leslie Nope. I found this podcast through a recommendation sometime back in season one. It was one of the first podcasts I had ever listened to and still do. Don't Blame Me is relatable and funny. And I have to actually try not to laugh when I listen to it in my college classes. Amazing. Now here we are a few years later and I'm making my boyfriend listen to it. He loves it too. I love when people's like significant others will like want to participate in it. Someone posted that in the Facebook group recently that they were like on a road trip or like got mm-hmm. into like one episode on a road trip and then like their partner followed up and they were like, hey, did they like do an update? Like, was there an update on that? Like what happened? <laughs> I was like, love that. So if you want to leave us a review, please do. We got to We got to compensate for Rachel because Rachel is on schedule. <laughs> Every two weeks rachel is on a schedule and she's going for it and if uh we, we need to we need to balance it out we are also on patreon if you have not checked us out there we do video version all the video versions of the podcast we also do a zoom live stream twice a month really fun affordable a dollar for the videos five dollars for the live stream you can add you know as much money as you want if you're like, you're like oh i'm related to i keep just saying jeff bezos i don't know any other rich people what's the mic what's the clippy <laughs> The paper clip. If you're related to Clippy and you've got lots of money and you just want to send it on over to a podcast that you like, I hope it's ours. We are also on TikTok and Instagram. Follow us everywhere there on our own personal ones. List down below. Paperback copy of my book is out. My presets are out. Oh, is it? ASMR. So I just got this lovely book. As you heard me, I just opened the plastic Amazon package as I take it out. <laughs> ah, the smell of a new book. I can feel it in my hands, so soft, so bendy, unlike the hardback. It's perfect to take, you know, to the beach. So pretty. Look at that. I know her. Your lips look fuller in this. They're overlined. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, this looks great. I it's finally cute. got it in my hands. Yay. A brave behind the webcam look at self-discovery. Kirkus reviews. Thanks, Kirkus. <laughs> so yeah, anyone wants to get it, link in my bio everywhere for it. And if you want to order from a local bookstore, you can always call and order. Oh, right there on the book, it's uh, the cover. It says, I know it said it on the hardback, but it says creator of the hit podcast. Don't blame me. This is real. This is me. I know you love that movie. Um, I <laughs> speaking of musicals from the beginning. See how it came around. I know how Facts. much you love that one. Uh, follow me on Instagram. She is not Melissa. OK, any any any. Oh, merch. Yes, I've got some on if you're watching. Very cute. Check it out. We have it linked everywhere. It's amazing. It's adorable. And it also doubles as Taylor Swift merch and therapy merch. Yep. If you're listening this long, wow, this is really going to weed out everybody who has not listened this long. Naturally, that's the point of it. Comment on our last Instagram post what your favorite musical is. Mm-hmm. And let us know. And uh, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. is a production by me executive produced by melissa demonts and diamond imprint productions edited by coco lawrence post-production sound by chris henry production assistance by melanie d watson 
Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.